Hi, I'm Kent. And I'm Anna. And this is Film and Family. We're married, wildly in love with each other, we actually like our kids most of the time, and we make feature films. We are living proof that film and family are not mutually exclusive. And we believe that anyone, in any circumstance, can make a feature film. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our special Christmas episode of Film and Family. This is being recorded the day before, the day before Christmas, and (laughs) will be released right on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to everyone who's listening, and Happy Holidays to anyone who celebrates whatever you happen to celebrate during this time of year. Yeah, we want to talk about Christmas and filmmaking, and those might not seem to have much in common, but... If we go there back, there are a lot and of Christmas movies. There are a lot of Christmas movies. So, if you have any favorite Christmas movies, just to start with, please email them to us at films at invisiblemansion.com because I'm always looking for more good ones. And, and if you uh, are looking for a good one, It's a Wonderful Life is a classic. Most people have never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched the Christmas Carol with. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. That's, it's like this. Uh, that one actually most people have not heard of. It has aged a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty good it's still. It's got really, you know, old dated 1999 television special effects, but there's no greater Scrooge than Patrick Stewart, surprisingly. He is quite remarkable. It's basically an adaptation of a one-man play that he did. Um, anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> the other thing that we celebrate at Christmas besides movies is the birth <laughs> of Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what does Christ have to do with film? We actually have found that he has a lot to do with film for us. And we've learned a lot about him through our experiences with film as well. And we want to share one of those experiences with you today that, man, it's a good story. We love telling this story. Um, Maybe we love it too much. Many of you may have heard it before. It's possible, although our memory is failing us, that we've recorded it <laughs> onto another podcast episode. If we did, it was a year ago, probably. Sure, so. yeah. So we saw a post. Our friend told us about a social media post by Jared Land, who's the president of Red. This was back what? It was several years ago. We like were six we years were, ago. Yeah, seven. something seven years ago, I think. And we were still in school. Very poor. Yeah, poorer <laughs> than we are now. Jared Land posted that anyone who could remake this obscure German music video in 4K or higher resolution could be entered to win a red dragon which at the time was valued at around sixty thousand dollars oh how things have changed <laughs> and we basically saw that and being the poor college students that we were we thought that sounds like that sounds great and we'd just been doing homework assignments on shot for shot recreations of scenes and films and stuff just to kind of experiment with copying exact focal lengths and all that stuff and we thought well we've definitely got the skills to be able to perfectly recreate this music video and you know it's not that hard to find cameras that shoot 4k anymore and so we set off to do this thing and very quickly realized well we'd come into it a couple days late and it was due midnight on christmas eve and you know how amazon gets around christmas it's hard to get stuff on time so we were looking at can we get the costumes on time and and it's going to cost us a few hundred dollars and do we really want to spend our christmas eve this way making this little random video and we started to look at other people's entries and we were like oh these are pretty good like like if we had time we could do that well or better but 
but we don't have time and the costumes might not get here on time and we're going to stress about this all Christmas Eve. Let's just spend it with our family. Yeah, we're like, we don't want to ruin our Christmas and spend hundreds of dollars and not win and just have this random video that we made at the end of it. So yeah, we ultimately decided not to do it, although we were kind of investigating what it would take. Yeah, and in the end, we had a great Christmas and everything was fine and... A few days later, the winner was announced, which turned out to be that Jared Land decided to give a red dragon, he must have really been trying to get rid of um, inventory at the end of the year, to every single person who entered anything. And some people had entered like drawings on lined paper, pictures of drawings on lined paper. They, they got a red dragon at the end of the year for their Christmas. And we, who did not submit anything, got nothing. 60 people submitted. When you think about how many people follow Red and probably saw that post on Instagram, how many people do you think actually saw it? Probably thousands. Yeah. 60 people submitted and he gave away 60 Red Dragons. That's kind of astonishing to me still. And I bet that most of the ones who didn't submit were thinking something similar to us, like it won't be good enough. And afterwards, they were probably thinking something similar to us, which was, oh, if I had only just tried something even anything if it was anything i would have submitted would have been good enough anything yeah he just said if you submitted you got a camera so many weeks later i was actually sitting in in church and thinking about this experience which i was still feeling a little <laughs> sad about <laughs> and it was just it was interesting it, it was interesting that it i noticed that when i told my friends and family about it they they were usually like just instant heart sunken, you know, like, whoa, oh, it's the worst. It's got this great twist ending. <laughs> and and uh, I was kind of feeling bummed still. And it just kind of hit me. Isn't that kind of what Jesus Christ tells us, right? He's like, just put your faith in me and do your best. You don't have to be perfect. Some other people might even do better than you. But in the end, the payment is the same for everyone. Just give it your best shot. Just try, just try, you know, it's not even. And he says, I'll be your judge. I will know if you're trying to follow me or not. Yeah. And if you are, then you can have everything I have to give, which is more than we could ever obtain on our own. I, I just think this applies to film for you, whether or not you believe in Christ, which we'll be talking about Christ in this episode. But I think there's an important lesson there to be gained about just giving your best and trying and moving forward and not letting that thought ever stop you of maybe it won't be good enough. Maybe I won't be good enough. Whatever efforts you can put forth towards your goals, which is maybe making a feature, maybe making a family, maybe just to be a better person, maybe to achieve something else that you're working towards, a degree or whatever, give forth your best effort and move forward and eventually it will be enough, especially with Christ's help. I don't know. I just think that's like such a profound lesson that we learned in kind of a hard way, but it's stuck with us these seven years. Well, and it's remind and it reminds me of something that Todd Garner says on his podcast, um, The Producer's Guide. He's the producer of movies like Triple X and Pearl Harbor and a bunch of movies. And he had a guy on his podcast who makes a lot of faith films, really huge producer actually. And, and he said, I don't know if Todd Garner is even like a believing Christian or whatever, but I thought it was interesting because he said, isn't all filmmaking faith filmmaking? 
<laughs> he said, not necessarily that that's the genre of the movie you're making, but that you have to wake up every day and your job as a producer basically is to carry around this idea and be told all day long that it's never, ever going to work. And your job is to just keep believing in it, keep pitching it and keep moving forward. And it's kind of funny because, I mean, that's what they do for a living and they've seen it over and over and over again. Eventually, these movies do kind of come around and get made. Some of them, yeah. some of them don't, but most of them, you know, like you, you push it hard enough and long enough and it gets made. The people who don't make it are the people who give up. Yeah, the people who just kind of quit on the project or whatever. And so it, it, it just, I think that's really interesting that all filmmaking is faith filmmaking and you really just got to, those doubts sometimes come from other people, but they often come from usually inside our own selves. Yeah. And it's like, what do you have faith in? You have to believe in what you're doing and that it will pan out. And then I like to think of it as there's no such thing as failure. You're either failing or sorry, you're either succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> you're either succeeding or you're learning. And the lessons I think are worth even more than the loss. In this case with the camera, the lesson we learned was worth more to us than this 60K camera. Well, and now Red came out with a better camera that costs a tenth of the price, brand new anyway. So, like, I agree with you. It's to my point. You but know, technology even then, gets cheaper, but lessons don't. <laughs> even before that time, we applied that lesson to the next competition that we thought we could enter. And we said, we're just going to try. We're just going to enter. And we won $10,000. Yeah, that's true. And that funded our move to Georgia. And that kind of kicked off our career in a good way. In some ways, yeah. And I mean, and we've applied it again. I don't think we would have made this feature film if we hadn't learned to overcome that thought of maybe it won't be good enough yeah. and just say, we're just going to make something. Who cares if it's not good enough? Eventually it will be good enough if we just keep trying and we keep moving forward. So I think that lesson, which we're sharing with you for free, Merry Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> is worth way more than the red and the loss that we experienced, even though at the time it felt like a major blow. It's true and it's still hard to believe. It's hard to believe sometimes that the things that we think we need aren't actually what we need. There's so many of these things that we sit around in life waiting for or hoping will come to us somehow, like money or connections or big opportunities, whatever we think that is or whatever we think that looks like. But really, almost almost never are those the things we actually need. Usually what we need is to learn some sort of thought or lesson or idea and believe it. And we usually can only learn those things through failure or intuition and we put them into practice and you know they, they'll work if they're true and and so often the next steps are still in front of us they are not they're not in anyone else's court usually the next step is in our court and we just need to take that next step instead of waiting for someone to give us a bunch of money we still need to like write a screenplay <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's like you know the, the, almost always every step of the way I, I find how is this ball still in my court what can I do to press forward with this rather than sit around and wait and exercise faith and, and move forward usually results in progress. Yeah, I love that. I think one other thing we wanted to share with you this Christmas is another way that Christ has influenced us with filmmaking, and that is in relation to his title as the Prince of Peace. And he has many titles and he's helped us in many ways, but this one I think is very fitting for filmmaking because in this industry we experience a lot of stress a lot of pressure people are notoriously struggling with their personal lives in our industry and i think we could all use a little extra peace 
Well, and the mantra is is that, I don't know, mantra the saying, that the word on the street is that everyone in LA has a shrink, right? And there's no, there's really nothing wrong with that. But the point is, is that it's an indicator of the demand that people have for wanting to feel peace, right? They want to feel some sort of stability mentally, emotionally. And, and yet it's an interesting title, right? That Christ goes by Prince of Peace. And people... A lot of people know this, but in Jerusalem, when Christ was born, then they were all waiting for a Messiah or someone who was going to come and sort of redeem Israel. What they all thought that meant was that he was just going to come take out the Romans and give them peace, right? Because they were basically, they were owned, they were occupied by Rome, and they really, really did not like that, and they wanted the Romans out. And they thought that that was the peace that he was going to bring. And so... A week before his crucifixion, he enters into Jerusalem and people were shouting, save us now, right? Hosanna. Yeah. And, and laying their clothes down for him to walk on and, and hailing him as their promised savior. And then a week later, they were crucifying him. And it's because he wasn't bringing the peace that they thought that they wanted. Just like we said, like sometimes we think what we need in our lives are opportunities or money or some sort of worldly security. And when that doesn't happen, we start to get angry and get impatient with ourselves, with God, with people around us, our families. And life starts to get very, very hard when we think that what we need is actually something that we don't need. And when what we actually need is something that we're ignoring or neglecting. Well, and and often we usually think we need something material, something physical. And what we actually need are things that are not visible, things that are invisible. We need peace. We need knowledge. We need meaningful things to say and to share. We need significant relationships. And what the people needed was a kind of peace that was not universal governmental peace. The peace that Christ brings is personal, and it's a personal peace. And it's regardless of circumstance. Yeah, that we can have no matter what's going on around us. Even Christ's disciples, who were his followers and understood a lot of his teachings, even for them, Christ did not bring peace in the way that they expected. And he comforts them. You can read about this in the Bible in John 14 and says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And to them, it might have seemed like he did leave them comfortless when he was crucified and, and was in the tomb for three days before he came to them, before he was resurrected. And he told them, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So I love that in his own words, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. So even when we feel like he has left us comfortless, he hasn't, he will come to us and he leaves his peace with us not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So his peace is not the kind of peace that the world promises, like, oh, if you buy this stuff, then everyone will love you and everything will go great and you'll have all your wildest dreams. That's not the kind of peace he gives us. Well, it reminds me of, uh, you know, the scripture that says that if we put the kingdom of God first, that all these things will be added unto us. And I don't know if that means like all the things that we hope and dream for, a mansion and a beautiful spouse and kids that do everything we ever tell them and you know like whatever but it does i think mean that when we put first things first everything else 
works out. You know, you'll have what you need in all those other categories. It won't, it won't ever not be enough. I think we experienced that with our first feature film. It was very difficult. The process was very difficult. We were not prepared. There were so many things that we didn't know. And we went into it with those creative constraints and with our own constraints of knowledge. And we did our best. And our best was not very good <laughs> to start out. And yet we were trying our best and we were praying for help. Every time we filmed every morning, we started our day with a prayer with the whole casting crew. And we really have felt as we see the film come together that he made up the difference. And it's not a perfect film, but I'm really proud of how it's coming together and it's it's working and people are watching it and responding to it. And I think sometimes your best is enough, especially when you have help, heavenly help. And at least in this case, it was exactly what we needed to go through. We needed to learn the hard lessons. Those are very valuable. And now we share them with you in our program. And I think we'll help so many people to not have to learn those lessons the hard way. And so that's valuable but also the film itself is gonna to come together and and it's because of his help. We, we can't say that it wasn't a miracle that things worked out the way they did because yeah. it really was. Well, and it seemed so much that like the whole time nothing was working out, but in the end it's all getting done and it's all coming together and it is becoming, like you said, what it needs to be, which may not be- What we thought it would be. An Oscar <laughs> sweeping, you know, making it rain endeavor, but it will be what it needs to be. And here's the thing, just like the red story and just like everything else we've talked about with Christ, if you just don't do it, we could have just not done it. We could have avoided all the failure and all of the struggle of making the first feature film. And that's why that's one of the biggest focuses of our podcast and of this program is making a first feature film because nothing can happen if you want a feature film career until after that step happens until after you actually start doing it you know and so like what does your first feature film need to be well it needs to exist first of all it needs to be you a feature guarantee you guarantee that your efforts will not be enough if you take no effort yeah if you don't actually so make the, the very film. thing you're afraid of is that it won't be good enough it won't get into any festivals if you don't make it it won't make no one will notice it if it's not Made, You'll never you learn know. the lessons you need to to improve and get better. We do this because we're afraid to fail, but when we're afraid to fail, we actually do fail. We fail in advance because we don't even try. So we want to encourage you to take this mindset and change the way you look at your film career and your life and try to just try, <laughs> you know, just try. Yeah, and and honestly, in the end, you don't really have probably a huge reputation as a filmmaker anyway. So even if it's like the worst movie ever, no one has to know. You don't have a, <laughs> except you. Don't, to you. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have you don't have a reputation to blow and ruin. You know, some filmmakers might have when it's they are thought. really. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. I, I was going to give some examples, but I just don't think that's very in the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> but we can think of some. I think where it's like that filmmaker had this glitteringly promising early career and then they made some films and it was like what happened <laughs> and and you know what like even those guys have bounced back and they're still fine <laughs> like they're yeah. fine they, yeah. they're still working in the industry and making plenty of money and as long as they you know didn't do anything scandalous in their personal life i also just wanted to say just in the way how people didn't 
just how in the same <laughs> I'm trying. You're doing great. It's good enough. <laughs> just just get it out. You don't say it. It'll never be said. In the same way that Christ didn't bring peace in the way that the people expected, I think in our personal lives, it still isn't always the way we expect. He's not always going to answer our prayers and make things miraculously work out in the moment or give us the money or the opportunity or connection that we think is the way, but he does answer and he does help and it might not be how we expect. And I love peace. That emotion, I think, as much as I believe that emotions come from thoughts most of the time, I actually think that peace is a gift that Christ gives us. And it's a unique emotion because it can't accompany any other emotion. You could be feeling sorrow and have peace, or you could be feeling joy and have peace. And I've experienced that. I've experienced that personal peace even during extremely difficult times in my life. And I know that it comes from him. So it doesn't mean that he'll take the trials away or the burdens or the obstacles away, but he will help you get through them. And he's a gap filler. He makes up the difference. Just like we talked about with the red camera, all we have to do is submit ourselves. All we have to do is is put forth some effort and he makes up the difference. So I love that as long as we do our best, he will do the rest. And we want to invite you this Christmas to let him into your life and do your best and move forward. I agree with that. And hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And also keep your eyes peeled and your ears perked <laughs> for news regarding a window of opportunity that is opening in the next week. Yeah. Right before the new year, the Film and Family Academy is opening its doors again. So if you want to make a feature film this next year, check that out and and that'll be ready for you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, you'll love the Film and Family Academy, a program designed to teach anyone how to make a feature film. No, we won't teach you how to put a camera on a tripod. This is for professional filmmakers who want to transition into a feature film career. You cannot have a career making feature films until you've made at least one. Anyone can make a feature film using our proven model. The things that are holding you back aren't what you think. You don't have to quit your day job neglect family responsibilities, have tons of money, or sacrifice your health. There is a sustainable, healthy way to make your dream a reality. And that's exactly what you'll learn in the Film and Family Academy. It's risk-free. If you follow all the steps in the program, you'll finance and finish a feature film by the end, or we'll give you your money back. Learn more at invisiblemansion.com forward slash film and family, or click the link in the show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.